Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. Episode number four of the Bronco Nation podcast. Woohoo! Of course, brought to you by Zemlick. You can find them zemlick.com for all of your uh, office needs. They've got plenty of uh, specials, they've got free offers. All kinds of good stuff at Zemlick.com. You can also see him here in uh, Kalamazoo. But uh, we're coming off uh, a win in the uh, MAC season opener for yep. the Broncos. Yes, we are. And I've said it before, this team is not built to bust out offensively like in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's proven, you know, the Broncos 24, Buffalo 17. Yes, it was... Putting 24 on the board, get used to it. Mm-hmm. Get very used to it because we don't have the big machine. Well, wait a minute. There's Sky Moore who just went absolutely nuts for 163 on 11 receptions and two touchdowns. He's been money this season. Oh, he, and he, well, he's hardly played, too, if, yeah. if you remember. I think this, this is his first real game really back in there. Yep. And boy, did we need him. Uh, Ellaby, uh, 21 of 33 for 279, two touchdowns. Guess who? Sky Moore. <laughs> and he didn't have any picks, which is good. <clears throat> that is right. That is right. Um, we were talking about Sky at the press conference yesterday um, about him really emerging on offense. So just a little teaser for the uh press conference portion you'll hear me ask uh, coach Lester a few questions so I asked him about somebody on defense that um has really stepped up this year and you know kind of making the coaches notice him uh-huh. so I won't tell you who it is we call that a little tease in radio so uh, that's yeah. coming later on in the podcast I know how those teases work I've been here <laughs> <laughs> I've done a few myself anyway <laughs> So, yeah, it was a good win over Buffalo to get the MAC season started. Um, we got our first MAC home game of the year uh, this weekend. It's going to be the first tailgate for Hits 96.5 and Jack FM. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be near the front entrance, so you'll see us before you come in. Um, we're going to have prizes, a prize wheel, actually. You'll have to do something to be able to spin the wheel. So, I won't tell you what that is, but you'll find out then. Some really cool prizes. Um, yeah, just got to be a lot of fun. I'll have the cornhole boards. We'll have music yep. just hanging out. And and we are under normal conditions now because the Mid-American Conference is back to a normal six-game schedule. Yes. Everyone is in conference play now. Which is nice. So we can all go, ah. Yeah. That'll shorten up our little preview, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, there's hockey to talk about, too, because Friday night, it starts. Yep. But we'll get there in a minute. We will. Um, you want to take a look at the, uh, the max look schedule at what we have? Well, let's go with us first because we have a, uh, even though they're two and three, do not be, um, led astray by that two and three, considering they were projected to win the Mac West. They were, they were, and they just, beat well, they up still Army. are, but, and again, you know, the season's still young. Yep. We're not playing the sixth game like we did last year where we win the first four and then bomb out on the last two. Yeah. Now, you know, we lose one so, or two somewhere along the line, we'll have time to make ground back up. And that's the beautiful thing about a full schedule. But we have the Ball State Cardinals coming in. Um, let's see if we can get a little bit of a breakdown on these guys if my phone wants to cooperate. Um, pew, you'll like this. 
The matchup predictor, courtesy of ESPN, has the Broncos 84.2% probability of winning. Okay. Now, I don't like that either because if anybody looks at it, they're going to say, oh, we got it made. Yeah. And then guess what? Yeah. Right. Um, There's a guy we got to look at here. Um, Drew Plitt. The quarterback yeah. for the for the uh, Ball State Cardinals, he's a six two senior, uh, tips the scales at two seventeen out of Loveland, Ohio. Uh, so far this year, eight hundred forty seven yards, four touchdowns, three picks. Uh, quarterback rating though only forty one point one. So they've got a good receiver, don't they? He's a return man too, very dangerous. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to look him up right now, and actually, I'm on still on Drew's stats here, so I need to. Bounce back and see if I can uh, see if I can find a. Uh, oh, here we go, right here. Justin Hall. He's a five-nine senior out of Douglasville, Georgia. Uh, Thirty-one catches, three sixty-seven, two touchdowns, averaging eleven point eight yards per uh, catch. And he's, run. A, he's a speedster. Yeah, so uh, that's something to watch out for as well. Oh yeah. Um, I wonder what the spreads on the game. In fact, I can tell you that uh, Broncos are favored by eleven, and that's why they're an eighty-four percent chance probability of winning. I think eleven. I think eleven's high. I wouldn't take the points. No. I think eleven's oh, no. high. Oh no! I think it'll be under ten. No. Now remember, this year is all about the defense. Yes, it's all about. So don't go into Waldo Stadium expecting a forty. 50 point outburst no. like we've had over the years. We 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 we've been treated to that way too much. Now reality check. I like good defense. I defense wins championships. Thank you. They did at 2016 MAC championship. Yep. You know, the Broncos held, you know, put held Ohio to 20, you know, it's 24-20 game all that they needed, you know, and that was one of the lower scoring games that the Broncos had all season sans the cotton bowl. Well, and that's kind of what they're doing this year is that I'm really noticing is that, mm-hmm. you know, they're not winning by a lot, but their, their defense is being put in a position to succeed the offense. I mean, what was it last week? I mean, they doubled up on time of possession, I think. On yeah, and, that, and that's just keeping the ball away. Now, you see, the defense is still a little bit porous yeah. because obviously Buffalo was able to put up their points yeah. in, in a very short amount of time. But that's fine. If the offense can sit on the ball, you don't turn it over, and you let the defense put up where they have to, Yes, you're going to win ball games. But as Lester said yesterday in the press conference, and you'll hear him talking about it if you stick around, um, they just got to convert more in the red zone. Right. They've had some red zone issues. Even if, it's, even if it's a field goal, we're fine with that. But if you work that hard to get down to that area of the field, you got to come away with points. Long, sustained drives. I yes. like this offense the way it works. We don't have to crank it out. As no. long as that defense can get that ball back to us. Yes. <clears throat> without too much damage, mm-hmm. we're good. Yeah. You know, it's a keep away. Yes, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So look at the rest, shall we? Uh, yeah, let's start with uh, Northern Illinois and Toledo. Yeah, both three and two. Um, if if you want to uh, scout them ahead of time, CBS Sports Network. Okay. Uh, Toledo's favored by 12 and a half. Yeah, that does. And, there's, and there's no doubt that Toledo's going to win. I'll take that. 
Oh yeah, I'll take yeah. the twelve for sure. <clears throat> Absolutely, Akron one and four at two and three. Bowling Green, Bowling Green is a big question mark because they they looked horrible in the first couple of yeah. games, and then went up to Minnesota and said, "Surprise!" Um, I'm gonna go Falcons. I'll go Falcons too, and the Falcons by two touchdowns. They're favored by two. They are favored oh, wow. by two touchdowns, my friend. I don't know if it'll be yeah. that close. Miami of Ohio at Eastern Michigan. Uh, the the uh, Red Hawks at two and three, the Eagles three and two. Uh, that's a three thirty kick, so I'll have updates on that game throughout. Uh, and you, hoo, hoo, you got Miami favored by one and a half, so we could have a dog fight there. Give me Eastern. I like the Eagles because they're at home. Yes. So, yeah. Well, and it's Michigan love. We'll stay right there. Uh, the team up north is down in Athens to face the Ohio Bobcats. What are those teams at? <laughs> uh, Central Michigan is at two and three. Ohio's at one and four. And uh, I, I think uh, the team up Central north is, is a five point favorite. I'd put it right at about five. I think they'll end up winning by a touchdown, but I think five is okay. Yeah, I'll I'll go with the chumps. I mean chips. I'm good. <laughs> uh, Buffalo two and three at two and three Kent State. That's a seven o'clock game ESPNU. So you can check that one out after wow. ours. Um, and Kent's a six point favorite. I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I think I'm gonna go the. What is their mascot again? Uh, the Golden Flashes. There you go. I'll go Golden Flashes. Okay. Yeah, but well, you have to remember too. What yeah 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 Kent State though. Oh, that's almost a draw in my yeah, mind. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that you could go what? either way. I I am going to roll with this, considering Buffalo lost to us last week. They may be a little mad. extra motivated. Yeah, I'll I'll use the word mad. Okay. And I'm going to take Buffalo. Okay. I'm throwing those six out the door. I'm taking Buffalo. I'll take them straight up. Okay. Um, let's look at the regular schedule today. Actually, Thursday, the seventh, yeah, uh, coastal is playing Arkansas state coastal still at 15, uh, Friday, seven o'clock. We actually have two games tomorrow. Cincinnati in Ohio, taking on temple. That should be an easy Cincinnati win. Oh yeah. It's weird seeing them at number five. No, it's not Cincinnati. Cincinnati's had past success. They have. So I'm I'm not surprised to see the Bearcats there. Also tomorrow late late game, so that'll be nice. Wait a minute, uh, the, wait a minute, wait a minute. Backtrack. <clears throat> Remember who did Cincinnati beat last week, dude? Notre Dame. Thank you. I don't they think Notre deserve Dame is a number very good. five. They deserve a number five. We'll see. But yeah, tomorrow ten thirty, <laughs> Arizona State twenty two. Take it on Stanford. Stanford coming off the big upset of Oregon. And that could be a letdown game. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm I'm going Sun Devils there. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that too. Um, Ohio State <laughs> number seven take it on Maryland. I Overrated. Think Maryland's <laughs> Maryland got shellacked by Iowa last week. Yeah, but Maryland is not that good. So it's going to be an OSU win. What's the spread, by the way? As he looks it up. Thank goodness he doesn't type like McKinney. That's all I'm saying. Smash the keys. Well, or yeah, or the mouse, <laughs> or the the entire keyboard. Can I can hear out. him in here most of the time. Ah, <laughs> uh, looks like a 21 point spread. Um, 
I'll go 28 because I, I, because yeah. 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 Um, I don't need to explain it. Yeah. I'll just say Ohio state by 28. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, sorry. I spit up a little. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got uh rivalry week down in the, um, I don't know. Like, is that like mid America? Uh, 21 Texas. Taking on uh, number six, Oklahoma at home. Spencer oh. Rattler, just not the quarterback everybody thought he was going to be. No, but it's Texas and Oklahoma. It's Hates Big Texas. 12. It's the Big 12. What's left Soon of it. Soon to be SEC. What's left of it, I mm-hmm. should say. Um, that's going to be Oklahoma all day, but yep. Texas will put up a fight. What's the, Do you have the spread on that by chance? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Texas and... Oklahoma spread. I bet you it's uh three and a half for OU. Ooh. And then total point sixty three and a half. Oh yeah. See, that's gonna that's gonna be a boat race. Yeah, um, it is. There's no defense in the Big Twelve. <laughs> so so now we question the offense if there's no defense. Uh, because the offense can't is it that good? Or is the defense that bad? Maybe a little both. I, I, I'll I'll take the Sooners. Yeah, Sooners for sure. I'll take the Sooners. Besides, I, I, I don't want good old JR down my neck. You know, you don't know who good old JR is. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a famous pro wrestling uh, announcer. Gotcha. And he, everybody who follows knows that he's a Sooner. Is he? Okay. And he has good barbecue sauce, too. I'm going to have to try it. That's right. Uh, let's see here. Vanderbilt in Florida. Uh, taking on the uh, 20th rated uh, Gators who are licking their wounds a little bit. They um, they got beat in Kentucky yep. for the first time since like 1986. So they're going to be looking to get back. Vanderbilt, on track. though, is not Vanderbilt, though. No, I'm I'll, it's go, Florida. I'll go FLA. Oh, F, they're they're going to be angry. They're going to be wanting to get another win. Uh, this is a good game in the SEC. I'm surprised it's a noon start. Uh, it should be a decent way to start the day before the uh, game while while you're listening to the pregame on 106.5 Jack FM. Uh, number 17, Mississippi Ole Miss, the Rebels at home, taking on 13, Arkansas. Arkansas. I'd like to know the spread After of they one. were number eight last week and Who did got they lose to buried again? by Georgia. That's right. <laughs> uh, Arkansas and Ole Miss. I'm already going Arkansas. I'm going Arkansas too. I just like to know what the spread is. <laughs> I love calling them that. Uh, let's see here. Sorry, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, Ole Miss, five and a half. I'm taking Arkansas. I know. And then the total is 66 and a half. Yeah, it's going to be a boat race there too. Yep. Uh, number 11, Michigan State taking on Rutgers. That's going to be a win for the Spartans. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you not remember... Rutgers and Michigan earlier this year? I don't think Rutgers is very good. Where have you been? They've uh, been they they 2019 was an improvement year last year considering short schedule but still. I I just uh, but on. you know what? I, I have too many Michigan State friends in Marshall. If if I say Rutgers on this one, I will not be allowed in that city. Again, (laughs) again, (laughs) for a while. (laughs) So, 
it's going to be a very, very, very tight game, and it could come down to who has the ball last. I mean, I think Vegas agrees with you. Um, it looks like the spread sitting at four and a half. With uh, the Scarlet Knights? Uh, no. Favoring, with, with favoring, favoring state. state. But but tight. Yes, Very tight. Very close. Yep. And that's about what I was looking at. I was looking mm. at a field goal or yeah. you know, or last possession to win. So let's let's play Sparty for that. Okay. Uh BYU at home, number ten, taking on Boise State, who just lost over the weekend. That's a BYU victory. I love Boise State. I love the blue field. I love it. But not no. not 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 Saturday, no. 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 Uh Syracuse at home taking on Wake Forest, who's at nineteen. That game could honestly go either way. Yeah, ACC. I, not I, I wouldn't mind. Football. I wouldn't mind. Wake Forest is a basketball school more than a football school. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Wake Forest win. I wouldn't either. I'd like to see them climb up a little bit. Maybe get closer to the uh, top ten. Oh, man, I just saw the game of the week. That'd be that'd be cool to have another ACK team. ACC ACK. I just saw the game of the week. We'll get to that in three matchups uh navy taking on number 24 smu uh navy and army uh time of possession machines i think they're one and two and i think wmu's maybe three there um so i think navy's gonna upset smu navy navy is doing navy is much better than they were last year i'll go with you on that yep uh number two george of the bulldogs in alabama to take on number 18 auburn i'm gonna go bye bye Bye-bye, Auburn. Yeah, they're going to be knocked out of the top 25. Oh, let me see. They took care of number eight, Arkansas. Yes. <laughs> Auburn. <laughs> Whose building is it in? It is in Auburn's building. Oh, they're going to hate it there. I know. No, the Tigers are going to be hate being at home. Oh, they're going to hate being at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they're going to lose in front oh. of their home crowd. Oh, my. Yeah. So the game of the week, 4 o'clock, number four, Penn State in Iowa, Iowa City. Taking on number three, Hawkeyes. Three versus four. That is going to be tough. I, I have to see the, the spread on this one. Yeah. Um, I have I have uh, watched limited, limited samplings of both. Iowa looks really good. Oh, Penn State's The defense, I will say, either. for Iowa, though, has been very opportunistic. Um, it's only a point and a half in Iowa's favor. Is it now? Is, and they're is, saying forty-one total points. Is this is this in Iowa? It is. Wave at the kids. Kinnick, Kinnick they call it Kinnick, Kinnick magic. Yep. Wave at the kids. Yep. End the first quarter, please do that. Yep. And then I have a feeling that I'm going to give Penn State by three. I think Kinnick Magic's going to pull through. I think the Hawkeyes are going to get a much needed win, and they're going to put themselves in. Um, College football final. Okay. Contention. I'll, I'll go with so, that. Um, Nebraska taking on Michigan. I think that's another Michigan win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sitting at nine. Okay. Let's talk Wolverines for a minute. Has, um, has Harbaugh flipped the switch finally, do you think? I'm not convinced. You don't think so? Show me in November and December. Well, yeah. And there's always Ohio State. That's what I'm saying. You see... Harbaugh could run the table. It doesn't matter. matter it's my, that last yeah. game. Yeah. If you don't beat Ohio State, it means nothing. Yeah. You could you could go undefeated and lose to Ohio State, and your season would be a failure. Yeah. So. Well, Michigan's going to huss some corn. 
That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We're just going to say that and move uh, on. Uh, Kentucky's looking to make it two straight at home. Uh, 16 Wildcats taking on LSU, who is coming off a bad loss. And that's not the LSU that I grew up with. No, Ed Ogeron is on his way out. Yeah, um, He got the fortunate ability of having Joe Burrow and some other people. Uh, the team down south, number 14, taking on Virginia Overrated. Tech. They, they are in, uh, what is that, uh, Black, what is it, gosh, what is the city again? I can't remember. Who are they playing? Virginia Tech. Oh, is it Blacksburg? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's where they're at. Oh, I... Oh, I'm, I'd I'm, love to see Virginia Tech pull that upset. I, 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 I'm calling it. His hand is raised. I'm calling it. I'm calling it because we need to get the team down south out of the top 25, out of any consideration for anything. Yes, please. Thank you. Uh, two more games. Uh, number one, Alabama going to cruise to a victory um, at College Station. They're taking on Texas A&M. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. someone someone has to rise up and, and give these guys a yeah, game. They do at some point. Uh, number twenty-five, San Diego State. They are at home taking on uh, Whack Rival, or no Mountain West Rival, uh, New Mexico. Mountain West is like the Mac. I love Mountain West basketball. Mm-hmm. I always have. Oh yeah. UNLV, San Diego State. Oh, God, it's so entertaining. Ah, images of Tarkanian and the towel. <laughs> well, that covers the schedule for this week. Um, we might as well stay with the Broncos. You know, we were talking about hockey. Right. Uh, I was at the press conference with uh, Coach Lester yesterday, Wednesday. Robin Hook was a little bit late. He was doing some hockey stuff. Um, well, it, hockey's going to be a big thing. Yeah, Ferris State. They're good. Are they here or are they at Ferris? Okay, this uh, Friday night is here at Lawson. Plenty of tickets available. Bring your mask. That is a requirement. Yep. Um, Saturday is in Big Rapids. Okay. And and, the, are these aren't are these aren't exhibition? Are they? No, no. This is regular season. Okay. And like and tomorrow, um, tomorrow night, yeah, Friday. Yeah. Friday night will be on one hundred six five Jack FM. Saturday. Will be on WKZO yep. as <clears throat> excuse me, pregame will start. We'll still be wrapping up or close to wrapping up the uh, Ball State game. Gotcha. So, um, they're receiving it, votes in the top twenty-five polls. They're receiving uh, votes, but not enough to get there. The, That's but yet, all it yet, will take is a yet. few good wins, and right. they'll move in. Right. And USCHO. Um, um, and what's the other? There, there's there are two. There are two polls for hockey. I can't recall the other one, but USCHO stands out. Um, they go top 20. And then the honor, honorary mentions under that. We've, we have a few honorary mention votes, yep. which kind of surprises me. I was expecting somewhere in somewhere the top 20. It, between 15 and 20 to start. Yeah. But hey, that's okay. We'll get chip there. On, chip on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, that'll be good. I'm excited for basketball season two. That's right around the corner. Um, yeah, Clayton Bates finally has. Now he's now he's starting to get his own players in there. He is. So we can see what Coach Bates has. Correct. Right. So um, yeah, basketball is going to be very interesting. And, well, and speaking of and which, definitely an uptick from last year. Portage Northern bringing a new coach. Uh, Hawk. 
<laughs> that surprised that's me. A, that's a big hire. You know, he um, he wrote up a nice little sor- um, story on Facebook. It was more like a kind of like a part bio, part story, very yeah. flowing. Hawkins can write. He's he can. a great writer. He can. And um, he expressed his desire to coach high school basketball again. And Portage Northern is a great place to do it. And this kind of excites me because I am a Husky. Um, I'm also a Mustang. I don't ask. <laughs> don't when, ask. When, you, when your parents decide to divorce right where you're in the middle of your high school years and then you have to move out of one district into the next, you know. So, <laughs> so, I, I, share, so I share love for both the Huskies and the Mustangs. I do. I share love for Norks and, and K-Central, the Maroon Giants, you know. Yeah. You know, win, baby, win. Yeah. But it, it would be nice to see what, what Steve can do uh, with that Porter's Northern squad because there there is some basketball talent that's come out of uh, the north been. end of Portage. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the Lions playing <laughs> uh, playing on on Sat- or Sunday. Um, I mean, they look like they play on Saturdays. Well, they look it, like at least there was team. no drama this last weekend. It was just. Yeah, they're Dunk. just they're not they're not good at all. No. Um they're I, just yeah. They're they I I don't think they're gonna win more than three games. I don't even know if they're gonna get that far. I mean, there's high probability they're gonna okay. get the first round pick. Okay. Or the first pick. So so we're they're in, taking we're, on uh, wait bangles. Wait a minute. Now, th- now this is episode four. Four. Correct. And we started this a little late, so this is week five of the NFL, right? Correct. And Week four is when we say we could have a better observation of the yeah. Lions. Yeah, we, we got that gave, observation. We just did give it to you guys. They're not good. <laughs> They're not good. At all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then looking ahead, now this week. Well, actually, I was wrong. They're taking on the Vikings this week. They're in Minnesota. Then they come back home, take on the Bengals on the 17th. The 24th, they go visit Pat Statsford. And the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> Speaking of which, you don't he like looked him. very classic Pat Statsford on Sunday against okay, the uh, against the Cardinals. Get off your horse, dude! Everyone has a bad game. Every Brady had a bad game. Brady did not play well. But here's last the week. but here's the thing: he has showed himself through four weeks to be the same quarterback. Looks great for a few quarters in some games. Disappears for the rest of the game. And here's my other thing about Tampa. People will look at that and be like, well, they were the Super Bowl champions. That's a good victory. They have guys that will be working at Starbucks in a year from now in their secondary. So I don't want to hear that argument. Same with the Lions. So <laughs> I I just I can't give it to stats for I had, I, I had to I had to rake them over the coals today. So, you know, this is a weekly thing. Um. Okay, he's still my fantasy quarterback. He I'm, is, yeah, I'm, because he can do. He can, yeah, he can. Of course, I, I was, I was, I was playing McKinney in last week's fantasy, and Stafford let me down. Of course, you know, who was his quarterback? Was, the rest was history. Who's his quarterback? I didn't even look. I didn't care. You just because care about your team. because Staff, Stafford wasn't the only one to crap out on my <laughs> roster. It was just, I was favored to win, not by a lot, 
but I lost by a lot because everyone crapped out on my roster. That's usually how it works, yeah. is when one person doesn't do well, the rest don't either. Right. Um, did we have anything else? I mean, we got we got the Red Wings coming. I don't. I really don't have any expectations for the year. I don't, but they are having a good preseason. They are. They are. They're um, having a better preseason than I thought they would. Um, Iserman still needs to twist a few screws, but he he's doing what Iserman does. He's doing what he did down in Tampa Bay. Yep. It it takes a little while, but build he's a getting winner. there. Just like with the Lions, going to take a while try to build a winner. Now, baseball's wrapped up. The Tigers. Um, uh, exceeded speak- win total exceeded wins win totals that myself probably you I'm and sure most, others here in the building people. yeah I My, didn't expect 78 wins did you hear Al Avila's comments the other day those I did not I did not enjoy I did not he they were asking about free agency and we all know they got to get some everyday players you right. need you need a catcher you need another pitcher you need a shortstop. But he made a comment, something about if you think we're going to spend like drunken sailors, that's not going to happen. And basically, it's going to be calculated. Well, he, well, calculated brings you home like Wade Miley and Andralton Simmons, well, not Carlos Correa and a pitcher you actually well, need. OK, here's my thought on this. I they do need some pitching. They do need a catcher. You don't need to go fully overboard because look what they have down in Toledo. Oh, <laughs> they do, but I mean, I mean, Torkelson's a first baseman. Riley Green's an outfielder. Torkelson's you need... a third baseman now. <laughs> yeah, he's a first baseman. I know he's a first baseman. <laughs> but they're trying to make him a third baseman. Yeah, it's, it's not going to work. It's like the Lions trying to make Penny Sewell right well, tackle. Just well, stop well, it. Well, okay. Well, here's the deal. Let let Tork come up sometime next year. Oh, he and will. He, be. And then he can he can probably play some first, play some third. You have Miggy, who's probably in his last year this yes. coming oh, this yeah. coming year. Get the three thousand hits, yep, and Goodbye. play out the rest of the year and enjoy retirement. And thank you, Miggy, Miggy, thank you, Miggy, for all of your years in Detroit, man. You 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 made a lot of people happy. Exciting baseball. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we got that. Um. Yeah. Pistons, I mean, obviously going to be another down year. I but they're really... but they're building, they're building. Yeah, the NBA's turned me off, but I keep my nose to the grindstone just so I know. And yeah. I love the NBA. I'm excited to see how my Chicago Bulls look. Not good. Eh, Not good. they revamped the roster. Not good. We'll see. Not good. Not good. I mean, the team in Chicago that's not good is the Cubs, though. And Blackhawks. Yeah, they're not very good. No, they're not. The Bears aren't they're not, either. They're not. Now, speaking of the Cubs, that is a farm system that's loaded up just like 2015 was, and you know what happened in 2015. Yep. Yep. Boom. I, I'm not expecting I'm, – I'm, I'm borderline on a playoff run next year. I'm borderline on it. You could probably because, be there. Because you have the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Reds yeah. just in the division. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, there's a uh, certain shortstop in Cincinnati – who's becoming a free agent, who has played in Chicago not too terribly long ago. Castellanos? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could probably. But they'll, they'll, put him, they'll put him out in the right field. You know, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, game 330 on uh, Saturday at Waldo again. 
We're going to have the hits uh, 96.5 tailgate along with Jack FM. Yeah, you guys get the party. I'm stuck here. <laughs> what time does pregame start, Jimmy? 2.30. All right. I'll be um, in the building at 1.30. You can start harassing me then. Where can the people listen? <laughs> uh, 106.5 Jack FM, obviously. Uh, Jack1065.com. And then the two apps, I'm going to have to look up because I don't have them committed to memory, even though I do have it recorded. <laughs> Give me just a second to While find. Jim does that, yeah. uh want to... Um, there we go. I got it. Shout out our sponsor again, uh, Zemlick, for all of your uh, office supply needs. Go to zemlick.com. Plenty of offers. Um, they got free specials, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, you can visit them here in Kalamazoo as well. But zemlick.com is where you can get all of that. But back to you, Jim. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For those of you, iOS, obviously, um, you have an iPhone. Uh, Jack 106.5 WVFM. Okay. Okay. And you can always back up it just in case you forgot. That's a good thing about podcasts. You can go back. You can rewind. <laughs> you can rewind. And now if if you're a Google Play or, or a Android, Android. Yes. Slamsung. I used to have Slamsungs. <laughs> Slammed a couple of them. <laughs> 106.5 Jack FM. Okay. And right. look for the Midwest Communications Incorporated. Yep. Just in case. And and the reason is Jack is is a very popular format through the country. So just imagine all the Jack stations. There's a lot of them. And everyone has to have Jack yep. on there, their app. There's a lot of 1065 Jack. FM and that's probably too. some of the problems because Robin had let me know that um that some people had downloaded a Jack app. Yep. Not necessarily ours, but yep. you thought it was ours, and I, I don't blame you. But they're playing music. No, nope. they're playing all music now. That's Sorry. not it. Nope. The, the nice thing about the Bronco Radio Network is you can stream it for free. free. Most unlike, places don't let you stream. Unlike Michigan State University, uh, of Michigan. University of Iowa did the same thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The big schools got to get the big bucks. So yeah. Uh, Jim will have your pregame uh, coming up in just a few minutes. I'm going to have some player interviews. Uh, like I said earlier, I was able to attend the press conference this week with Coach Lester. I've got a few questions for him. I Within that, you'll hear me within, I think, like the 24-minute mark of that. Yeah, I haven't. I, I saw you posted that yeah. on Facebook as well. I hadn't seen it yet. But yeah. I'm, I'm going I asked to, him some hard-hitting questions. I, well, once I have time to sit down later tonight... Because I'm off to Marshall since I didn't say bad things about Michigan State. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll check it out. To, I'll check it out tonight when I get home. So. Fantastic! You guys check that out as well. Uh, this is kind of your exit if you're not into that whole, you know, interview extra coverage stuff. Uh, so again, Zemlick.com. Go there for all of your office needs. I will be right back with some player interviews and that press conference as we say goodbye to Jim. Goodbye, Jim. See ya. <laughs> Welcome back. One of your hosts for Bronco Nation. It's Jordan Lass. Jim Lawless, he is done for this episode. We'll hear from him next week. And we'll hear from him Saturday on the uh, pregame show for the WMU football game against Ball State. That game starts at 3.30. I believe the pregame starts at 1 or 2. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but I know Jim said earlier on in the podcast when it would be. I uh, want to thank Zemlick here in Kalamazoo, our sponsor for Bronco Nation. They've got you covered for all of your office needs. 
Uh, you can find them at zemlick.com. They've got all kinds of daily specials, free offers, all kinds of good stuff. Check them out, zemlick.com. You can even go to uh, their brick and mortar as well here in Kalamazoo. Just give them a Google and you'll be able to find all of their information. But again, if you just want to do quick shopping like me, go to zemlick.com. They got you covered on all of those office needs. So typically I'd bring you the player interviews, come back, set up the press conference from Wednesday, but I'm just going to do both now. Uh, I was involved with the press conference this week. So you'll be able to hear me uh, asked a few or ask a few questions, um, and then we also have a few player interviews as well. So let's get to those. I will talk to you guys next week. In the meantime, uh, have a great week and go Broncos! Look at that young man go! Mac Player of the Week, uh, eleven catches, one sixty-three career high, two touchdowns. Uh, what does that mean to you? Uh, it just means that all the hard work that we've been putting in leading up to this point is starting to pay off, and we just got to keep going, keep building with it. That 12-yard uh, corner touchdown with your helmet falling off, can you kind of describe that play? Uh, it was just – it seemed like a, a regular play until, like, it came, came to, the, uh, to the catch point. I couldn't see, I couldn't see it when the, when the ball was in the air, and I just was able to get my hands on it, squeeze it. So it was a good play. Uh, and then later in the game, the 64-yard, a huge touchdown for the team um, in the third quarter. Uh, can you kind of just walk us through that play? It was just that. Honestly, it was just like what we practiced all week. We knew like once we got a certain look from the DBs that we would call that play. And it's just like ex we executed it to a T because we practiced it so well. So now it's three straight games with 10-plus receptions, 100-plus yards. You've been incredibly productive. What can you attribute that to and kind of how, how healthy are you feeling and overall how are you feeling? I feel good. I feel good. I, I feel like just putting in the work, just everything, like I said, everything leading to this point, it's just starting to pay off. And I feel like I'm going to uh, keep building with it. And how is your uh, relationship with, with Caleb? Uh, obviously, you guys have been clicking uh, very well, and kind of can you just speak to that? That's my guy. I got the like most trust in the world in him to, you feel me, do, do what he needs to do, and I, I would expect the same from him. We just, we're just on the same page. We know what each other likes. We know what each other like is capable of, and we just go out and execute every Saturday. So you guys received three uh, votes in the top 25 this week. How do you stay focused with all the success that has been happening in the early part of the season and um, just taking it game by game? Can you, can you speak on that? We, yeah, we just try not to worry about none of that. We just, you feel me, come to practice, do what we're supposed to do, and everything off the field will take care of itself. Uh, Corbin, you had another great defensive performance against Buffalo Saturday. How have you guys stayed focused with so many different types of offenses to prepare for, especially over the non-conference play and then, and then getting into MAC play? Uh, we just do a really good job of dialing into everything our coaches give us to study. They uh, they do a great job preparing us. So, and we all push ourselves to watch a lot of film on our own. So we just always come prepared. There's always a lot of film to watch. And can you kind of speak to the depth of the defensive line and how well they've performed this year? Uh, they've been playing great. They get a lot of pressures. They really affect the line of scrimmage. That's what they're great at. And, you know, they're great guys on third down. So they just, they're just doing great. They got a lot of depth, a lot of good guys there. And they really changed the game for us. Has their play kind of made it a little bit easier for you to do your job? Yeah, it's always easier in the run when you got D linemen that can knock back O linemen so you can make plays in the backfield. And it's easier on third down and passing downs because that quarterback's got to get the ball out faster. The pocket's getting compressed on him and he's not as poised in there as he wants to be.
So you had third, uh, you had seven tackles and a few critical tackles for losses on Saturday at Buffalo. Uh, can, especially one in the second half. Can you kind of walk us through that play and um, how you performed in the second half, especially? Uh, I feel like our defense, we tapped into something different in the second half. We just were, you know, the scoreboard wasn't in our favor at certain points, but we just decided one thing we weren't going to do was fold. So, you know, we just all w went out there and we really wanted to make plays. Like everybody was itching to make the big play, and I was one of them that made a, one of the big plays in the second half. So I've heard a lot of you guys talk about kind of doing your 111th uh, this year. Is that, Where does that come from, and can you kind of explain that mantra? That just basically means there's 11 people on the field at a time, and each person's got a job to do. So um, trying to do more than your job, it's going to leave an empty space where you were supposed to be, and that's where you're going to. That's where the team's going to get hurt because you're trying to. You want to be the guy that's making big plays. When the big plays, they're going to come to you when you're doing your job. When everybody's doing their job and everything's sound, when the defense looks good, everybody shines. So that's where 111 comes from. Well, is there a specific coach or anything that presses that on more than more than any other? Uh, it's really just become the mantra of the defense. So it's like it's something everybody says. So I don't, I don't even know where it originated, to be honest with you. Coach Lester, if you want to open it with a few statements, and then we can take the questions. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, coming back watching the film. I was obviously happy to get a road win. A um, lot of, lot of good things happened. Uh, a lot of things we can work on, you know. But uh, I thought we handled the win fairly well. That was uh, one of the things going into the game. It was howling out there, so we knew it was going to be a, a definitely an interesting game when it came to kicking off. And and uh, we did kick two out of bounds. We got to be better there. Um, but I think I think we handled it well. We we hung in there, played tough against a good team. We knew it was going to be a close game, um, but there's definitely bright spots on both sides, and a lot we got to work on. But uh, you know, came out with a victory, road win against the defending MAC East champions. You know, and uh, you know, as soon as the game was over, we we're excited. Couldn't wait to watch the film and learn from it, and then uh, and then on to on to the MAC champions this week. So uh, so it's been a great week. So it's a been been fun, exciting. I know the guys are excited to play in Waldo, and and so it's been a good week so far. Uh, thanks for taking time to talk with us, Tim. Um, this is a Ball State team that brings back a lot of experience from last year. Um, probably don't have a ton of fond memories from that game. Uh, <laughs> no. Have you watched much of that film to kind of prepare for this? And if so, um, I guess what have you seen, um, you know, look, looking back at that? Yeah, it's uh, it's unique. For some reason, it feels like it was yesterday we played them, you know, because it was late last year. And um, and so, and they're a lot of the same guys back. You know, that was a, that was a game that I thought we played in these first three quarters defensively. We played pretty solid, you know. Um, you know, a couple of plays got us, and we got to prevent that from happening. Obviously, uh, offensively, we we controlled the clock, we moved the ball, we had it for 37 minutes, something like that, and we we just we couldn't finish in the red zone. And uh, I think we're going into that game, we were 19 of 19 in the red zone in our short COVID year, and then that that day we went three of six. You know, so we got to finish drives. Uh, but it'll be another challenge game. It's always been close. The last three years have been barn burners against this team because they're well coached. Coach New does a great job, and then they play hard. They don't quit. You know, they're sound in everything they do. The quarterback's efficient. You know, he runs he runs the ball just enough, can throw it, and um, you know, and their old line's playing well. So, uh, so yeah, there's a lot to learn as far as what they're going to try to do to different things. Uh, they've obviously put some things in the off season that are some new wrinkles, as as did we. You know, but. Uh, there's a lot of carryover. There's a lot you can learn. You know, this is really the first 
team we've played that we included last year's game in in the cut-up so we can watch it our exact plays against what they do and what we did well and what we didn't do do well and that's uh, and they're going to be able to do the same thing but it, it definitely uh, is a is a great experience or learning experience opportunity for our players to watch that uh, red zone issues um, popped up last week against mm -hmm. buffalo um, i think the broadcast mentioned that um, you guys uh, maybe kind of shuffle some play calling duties once you get down in the red zone um, can you talk about um, I guess uh, the team's approach to handling uh, red zone play calling. Yeah, I, and I really I don't think it's a play calling issue. I think it's more of an execution issue, to be honest with you. Because um, going into the game, we're actually really solid in the red zone. You know, minus missing field goals. You know, we the, we out, we had stopped one time. We missed two field goals. Um, but you know, a lot of times when you're getting into the red zone, one of the biggest things you're trying to figure out is. As a staff, is what are we going to do? Are we going to get big? Are we going to change personnel? Are we going to stay regular? You know, and he kind of had to make that decision going in. And and you know, they did a good job of stopping us. We were going to run it straight down. We we're going to try to run it straight down their throats, and uh, and they stopped us. So we had to throw it a little bit. We changed our last uh, last fourth quarter. We kind of changed our just our plan in the red zone of how to attack them in the red zone. And I think it helped us against that team. So. Uh, but we and we missed some reads. I mean, we we did. We missed. We had some guys open that Caleb missed. And uh, everything in the red zone happens fast. You know, becoming a great quarterback in red zone drop back passing takes time. I'm talking years. I would say about my third year, I probably started getting a feel for how fast it moves and how fast that window is going to come and go. And and uh, you know, we 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 drop back. We ran around a little bit too much down there as well. But yeah, so I, I hop in and call plays here and again. Coach Evans kind of handles uh, the field and third downs, and then Coach uh, Bath handles the red zone. You know, and uh, I don't, I don't really, honest to God, I don't think we called anything bad. I think the plan could have been better. I think our execution could have been better. And uh, and today was red zone day, so I mean, I think our guys are dialed into it, and and uh, and I like our plan going in. And it just has to be a flexible plan because if if the one plan wasn't working, we got to make some adjustments. It's hard down there when they're you run out of space. You know, when you're a spacing offense, you run out of space down there. You got you got to come up with better ideas, and that's what we got to do. And, and then we got to go out and execute it. We missed some blocks. You know, one in particular would have been a walk-in touchdown, and and we one guy fell down, and the guy made the tackle on the one, or, or would everyone everyone else did a great job blocking. So uh, we live, we learn. We, everyone's got to get better, and uh, and we will. Uh, Nick Mahalik made a field goal last week, uh, proving that he can pretty much do everything except <laughs> hold it. So uh, true. <laughs> um, I guess where, how does the uh, kicking battle stand right now? Yeah, they've been they've been battling this week. Uh, you know, as of today, I would say Nick probably has the edge. You know, he's had a, another good week. Uh, he's always been in the in the mix um, and gotten better and better. He just, I mean, he's kicking off, he's punting, he's field goals, extra points. So, you know, how much can a leg take? So we're just trying to be really smart about how we do that. And if we have to take some kickoffs off of his leg, you know, if he's the one that's going to have the best. Um, you know, percentage of giving us points when we get down there, I and mean, we work really hard to get down there. And you know, we got to come away with points. You know, and uh, and Parker did a phenomenal. He was struggling, and he he was great on the sideline and, and supporting Nick. And and Nick made obviously a couple extra points and a big field goal to tie the game. You know, which he has, he has, you know, ice water running through his veins. He's always been that guy. You know, just got a great demeanor about him. And I was happy for him. I know the guys were fired up, and. Um, and so, as of as of today, unless something changes by the rest of the week, but they're still competing every day. I feel I feel good about both of them. And um, but yeah, Nick Nick 
Nick does everything, you know, and he does it well. And and he that kick he made to tie it was huge, and uh, gave us a lot of confidence to to score 17 in the fourth. Is his range uh, to the point where you feel comfortable, um, you know, using him uh, around 40 or even beyond that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, him and Parker is the same. I mean, they both have good range. I wouldn't say great range. You know, Tiago is more of the guy that has the huge range. If we had gotten a situation like that, uh, he's been banged up since week one. So we haven't really, we haven't even traveled in the last couple of weeks as he's dealing with the leg injury. Um, but he's almost back, you know, and then that could give us some opportunities for long, long field goals. Uh, but both those guys have about the same range. I mean, we, it's not too much different than we've had in the past as far as getting to 40, 45. I trust those guys. If we got into the 50s, we'd have, we'd have a decision to make. You know, Petty's in there too. That can He's another one that has a big leg. Um, so we, we normally let them compete all week and then kind of make the decision towards Friday of how we're going to how we're going to play and what the yard lines are going to be. And then you got to see the win because the win was that was a 10-yard difference as a coach. You know, yeah, one way I had to get to the 20 to kick one, and the other way I could get to the 30 and kick one. Actually, was the 30 was this way, 20 was that way, and uh, which changes when you're play calling. You, you know when you're in field goal range. It's different on, on each end when you have a wind of 18 miles an hour, and it's it's due one direction. I mean, it was due. I don't know what direction that was, but it was rolling from right to left. So um, we'll figure that out as the week goes on. And it's just great to have options and uh, and have someone else that you could you, we could call on with Parker struggling, and uh, and Nick came through. Uh, the defense in that Ball State game last year was really banged up. Um, do you anticipate getting uh, Bryson Garner or A.J. Thomas back this week? Yeah, A.J.'s practiced all week. A.J. looks great. Um, Bryson has been close. I mean, he's been around practice and been running around. He's in great shape. Uh, you know, he's. I wouldn't be shocked if he plays. He was right on the edge. We thought he might be an emergency guy last week. Didn't quite get it. Uh, AJ was an emergency guy last week, didn't play him. Uh, so AJ's been practicing all week, looks great. And I th I'm hoping Bryson, you know, can make it on, on Saturday. He's played a ton of football, he knows what he's doing. Um, so it'd be huge for us to get those guys back. You talked earlier about watching last year's film, and there's a lot. You forget about who, all the people that were playing, you know, that uh, how bad. I didn't realize that until I watched the film and see some of the guys out there. So uh, I think uh, Fisk will be back, you know, from. Uh, from his isolation, you know, I think that'll happen. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure he'll be back. So we'll, uh, minus Bustle, you know, there's a chance we'll be at full strength for the first time in a long time. Coach, you guys are third of the nation in time of possession right yeah. now behind two service academies, mm -hmm. Army and Air Force. Is that by design or is that just happening? Uh, being efficient is by design, you know, and, uh, I got to give our guys a lot of credit. I mean, when you're when you're holding the ball that much, you're executing at an unbelievable level. You know, to run uh, to run a spread offense and to throw it as much as we do, uh, and to still be up that high in time of possession is 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 unique and rare. And kudos to our guys for being able to execute that much that often. Uh, normally, you know, if you if you run that many plays, you end up turning the ball over a ton because all it takes is one little thing to go wrong, and they got the ball, or the ball's on the ground, or it's tip pick, or whatever it is. So. Uh, our guys have done a great job. It's really not by design. Obviously, every, every play is designed to score. And last year, every time number one caught the ball, it ended up being a touchdown in the same I mean, every time D. Eskridge caught it, it was 50 yards later, we were off the field. So, um, you know, so yeah, it's not by design. Our, our, our goal is to be efficient on offense and to run it and pass it and be balanced. And I think we're doing a really good job of that. We still got to finish drives better. But, uh, you know, those, those numbers 
are starting to mean something. You know, now that you're almost halfway through a season, you start looking at numbers. They're finally real. You know, before it's the first three games, people love saying we're number one in the country in this or number two, and it's, you really haven't gotten into the you don't have enough numbers to make it a real number. Uh, so now that we're getting to the point where we're at, I mean, our guys are doing a great job of running the ball and being efficient and getting first downs and. Um, and so it's helped us stay in a lot of games. It helps our defense. It helps our team. We're playing complimentary football. Um, that was one of the things we didn't do last year. We did not play complimentary. We scored so fast, and we left our defense out there for 80-some plays a game. And right now our defense is playing like 50 plays a game. So uh, so it is. It's good to play complimentary football and be efficient. Yeah, that's taken the pressure off the defensive line and you can leave those guys out there a lot more because they're not taking as many snaps. Yep, and they're getting three and outs, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're doing a great job getting off the field on third down. Uh, they're playing great. They're playing, I mean, it's been fun to watch those guys run around and make plays and get turnovers, you know, and uh, I mean, we have more turnovers this year. We were playing 80 plays a game last year, not getting turnovers. They're playing 50 and getting one, two a game, whatever it is. Uh, so they are playing at a much higher level, but it is, it is a it's a great complement offense to defense right now, and and obviously the more plays you run, the higher percentage chance of scoring. You know, you get more opportunities, you get more swings. You know, at it, and so, uh, and the less our defense is out there, the less we have to rotate. I think we have pretty good depth. It's shown we've had two, three, four starters out the last three weeks, and our defense is still playing great. You know, so we have depth there um, for injury purposes, but by design, hopefully they're not having to play 80, 90 plays a game and. It, it, it puts us in a good chance to, to end up winning at the end. Ball State has one of the most explosive players in the league in Justin Hall. He had a 99-yard kick return last week and one of the top receivers in the conference. How do you defend him? Oof, uh, by committee. You know, you need to have a lot of people around him. He, he's so good in space. Uh, he does a great job. They do a great job of moving around, getting him in the open field. Uh, motion him. They start him in the backfield, so you you know you can't figure out where he's going to deploy until he motion him out of the backfield to wherever they want to put him. And so we're going to have to be sharp, uh, making sure we know where he is. I, I mean, they have three really good receivers. Uh, it's probably probably the best receiving core since like Pitt, you know, type receiving core. I mean, really good group, and um, and and they know what they're doing over there of how to get get you into bunches and get you into FSL bunches and. Try to try to strain you so that they can get their guys in some space. So, uh, biggest thing is tackling him once he gets the ball. You know, running to the ball. We've been preaching it all year, um, but that dude. I mean, he scored on it was two bubbles last year. I mean, bubbles. The ball was caught behind the line of scrimmage, and we couldn't couldn't get him down. You know, and that's why he's such a good kickoff returner. Same thing. So, uh, big challenge for our defense to know where he's at and to keep bodies around him. And when the ball's in the air, his way to get as many bodies there as humanly possible because he. He has a uh, very high percentage chance of making the first guy miss. And we got to have the second and third guy there quick. How's Drew Plitt look this year? It sounds like he's missed uh, some time, but it looks like he's back in there. Yeah, he looks healthy. You know, I think that they had a little bit of shuffle in their offensive line. They had some injuries, uh, and the protection wasn't as good as it normally is. Now they're back, from what I understand. I think their old line will be back to what it was, you know, but, it, you know, some of the lines, you're like, you know, I'm watching the kind of saw. A snap that wasn't that was kind of up, and he made a great one-handed catch. It was an impressive catch uh, for a quarterback. And I looked at the center, and it was a different number. And then I looked at their starting center was playing right guard, and so I started doing some research. And so they've they've been banged up. And one thing you know as a quarterback, you go as the guys in front of you go, you know. And so he he's had some 
some tough tough times, but he still drew plit, you know. And so, uh, and he got he got in rhythm last week, throwing the ball all over the place, making plays with his feet like he does. He does such a great job of extending plays, like in the pocket. I call it phase two. Uh, he gets rid of the ball on time, but when it's not there, he has such a does a great job of buying another second or two within a five foot by five foot radius, you know, or square, and um, and that's why he is who he is. So. He's out there, and uh, you know we got same thing. We got to see can we can we get to him? Can we can we create some pressure? If we can't, then we got to we got to cover these guys because he's going to have some time. So uh, it's always an interesting uh, third down dilemma on what you want to do. And uh, and number one, we got to stop the run. They've they've always been a balanced team. I know everyone. The receivers are talented. Their quarterback's talented. I love their tight end, fullback, number eight. Um, but but they're balanced. So we got to make sure. Uh, you know, we stop the run, and, and then we got to find a way to cover them too. So it'll be a big challenge. I know the guys are excited about it. You mentioned your defense uh, having some success on third downs, turnovers. Um, what do you think has been the biggest difference this year to to allow that success versus years past? Well, I think I think we are. I, I like our our guys. I mean, our guys are doing a great job. We're healthy, um, but we have changed some of the stuff we do. You know, in on the back end, uh, schematically, not a ton of things, but just a couple. Um, and and it actually puts a lot of pressure playing. We're playing a little bit more man than we used to. Um, and our guys are doing a great job covering. We got some new guys out there. Delano's doing a great job. TC, no one got to see last year. He's out there. Uh, D-Jack's out there. You know, so we got some new guys and we're healthy. And I think we're getting to the quarterback at, at a better clip. You know, it's great to have our linebackers healthy uh, and all our D-line healthy uh, because that's, you know, there's nothing better for a secondary than have someone in the quarterback's face. You know, that, that interception Seelig had where he, we, I mean, the guy from San Jose threw it right in his gut, you know, because he had people in his face. So uh, it's interesting on defense how those things all tie together. And when the, when the back end's covering, I keep telling them, be ready to cover for four seconds. You might need to cover for four seconds. Right now we've been getting home in two and a half, which makes – Makes a DB. I could. I think I could play DB sometimes. You know, if I played off enough for two seconds, I got a shot. Uh, so it's the combination of all things. You know, when we drop eight, sometimes uh, we drop seven, then we bring the house and keep five in coverage, six in coverage. So uh, that's the other thing that they're great at. I mean, they are. Uh, the word I use is sporty. They're sporty on third down, uh, much like Pitt. I mean, they're good. They bring some stuff. It's coming. You know, they're gonna. Their defense has done a phenomenal job, but on third down, they're good. And they make you think, and they're going to come and try to get to him. And they will drop people, but they like to come. They like to bring it. And uh, so so it'll be it'll be a third down. Today was third down red zone day. So today was a big day for us, you know, considering where we're at on third down, where the, what they do on third down, and, and just being good in the red zone and getting stops. So today was a big day of practice, and we had a great practice. And so uh, hopefully it got a lot of confidence as we build an opportunity to play on Saturday against a good team. Sky Moore had another big performance, now three uh, consecutive games with at least 10 catches, 100 yards, now a MAC player of the week. Um, what did you like of his performance, and, and how, do you, how do you keep him going? Well, you know, it, it is by design, but it's not. I mean, that, that position in our offense, you know, we move, it's a very flexible position that we move around a lot. I mean, it's what everyone played, any receiver, like all these, and all these blockers, like they all played that position, you know what I mean? And that's what D played, that's what, uh, you know, Jennings played, Corey played, you know, Steve Neal was my ex receiver, you know, um, Jordan White played it. I mean, it's a, it's a fun position to play and you gotta be able to do everything. 
you got to be able to be physical and run when you got press man. You got to be able to play in the slot. You got to play the field, the boundary, and so uh, so you're going to get a lot of good opportunity. And uh, he's taking advantage of that. You know, I mean, he did what he did this weekend, and he actually he dropped one. You know, which is that's all that he remembers is that one because that guy that kid shows up since the moment he got here as a freshman. He shows up and works. You know, he's just he just uh, has such a great. He's a competitor and he has a great amount of of discipline daily, you know, on what he's out there to accomplish, you know, and, and he has not changed one bit since he's getting some accolades now, which is great. Um, he just wants to continue to get better at all the little things he's doing, you know, so it's been uh, that stop and go route he ran was a spot pretty of a route, stutter, stutter, go, whatever you want to call it. It was beautiful, you know, and we've been setting that thing up and he ran a beautiful route and, and Caleb put it on him and that was a big play in the game confidence wise, I think for us as offensively and uh, and so it's great to have a guy do that. I think Crooms is playing great. You know, they, they made it really hard for us to get the ball out there to the Z's this week, so they didn't have as many catches. Um, but that's what we pride ourselves on. We're going we're gonna to find what they give us. I, I have faith in all our receivers, and, uh, and we're going we're gonna to read the coverage. And no different than the start of the third quarter against Pitt when Caleb was getting an IV. So Jack went in and went three for three and read, ran the offense and did what he's supposed to do, you know. And, and, uh, and that's kind of the system we believe in. And, and it's fun to watch it come to fruition and, and, and watch guys like Crooms and Sky uh, really have great years. And, and when it's the day for the Z's to have a big day, they will. You know, and, and we have confidence in that. And the defense will dictate what we, where we attack. Um, obviously, with Nick Mahalik going in, kicking last week, that also changes uh, your holder. Uh, who is that that's, that's doing the holding? Sambucci, Anthony Sambucci. He, uh, we started working with him, who was it, last year? Kind of as a as a backup, you know, just in case. You know, we had an, he was he was going to be a three last year, and he did a great job. I mean, he's our he's one of our receivers. He's a backup receiver. Uh, played a little bit last year. Uh, has played a little bit more and more this year, and uh, has great hands. Obviously, he can put it down, and and uh, has really become a really good holder. I'm really hard on the holders. I, I coach holders because I was a holder. I love holding, and and so I'm hard on them, and. and uh, and he's really, really in the last three weeks, I really feel like he's kind of come along um, as far as just being exact and detailed in what he does. I mean, you, you have an important job. You're putting the ball down. You got to put it down in the right spot, in the right angle, with the right tilt. Everything's got to be right. And you got to do it in about 0.2 seconds. And the more you do it, the easier it gets, you know. And, uh, and so I, all the confidence, really in the last three weeks, I would have been nervous if, if we would have had to do this before the last three weeks. But really, the last three weeks, I watch him every day. He's really kind of got into a groove, and he went out there. I'm sure he's a little nervous, you know. Uh, did a great job. Uh, and then your your running attack gained over 200 yards uh, against Buffalo. It's been having a lot of success this year. Um, is there anything on Ball State that worries you, or, or uh, how do you keep that going against Ball State? Oof, uh, there's a lot of things about Ball State that worry me. You know, they got a lot, a lot of good players back, big, you know, physical. Uh, up front, you know, we ran the ball fairly decently against them last year, but we had to earn it. I mean, it was a it was a physical game last year. So, uh, you know, we're going to do what we do. You know, we're going to try to be balanced. If if they decide to load the box, you might throw it more than we normally do. If they if they play more coverage, they 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 go back and forth between base and nickel uh, uh, groupings, I guess you could say, or personnels. And um, so, depending on you know where they put their seventh defender and eighth defender, we'll we'll make decisions on that. But, you know, we. I think we got some really good backs, you know, and, and the more touches they get, the more plays they get, the more comfortable they get. Um, you know, they, they can 
they can wear people down as the game goes on. You know, and I, that's why I kept telling them. I knew uh, last week playing the the Mac East champions that the, the one thing you learn about when you're playing a champion, and we're playing another one this week, is is they they have pride. You know, they're not they're not going to just roll over. You know, you're going to have to keep swinging and keep swinging and keep swinging. I really felt. Midway through the fourth quarter, you know, we really got our run game going. It went from four-yard gains to eight-yard gains, and we just kept leaning and leaning and leaning. And you have to trust it because it might take 50 minutes to get it done, you know. And uh, and same way this week, you know, even if we get a couple still success running the ball early, that they're not. I mean, what they just did to Army, I mean, that's a running team now, you know. And they they were getting cut, and they were flying around. I mean, I just looked at it. Just, I mean, it doesn't really help us at all, you know, watching that film. But I kind of want to see who started the game, who finished the game, you know, how, how they played. And, man, they played hard. They played a great game against a really good offense. And uh, so it's going to be another physical game, you know, and, and they're not uh, – they're a championship team. So it's going to be – we're going to have to run it and find a way to run it. And uh, and then pick our passes when they come and and, uh, and just kind of do do what we do, you know, and, and, and be more efficient in the red zone. You know, and that's something that we've been – are really just finishing drives because field goals aren't terrible. We just got to finish the drive with a field goal, and we feel great about all drives but one when we got stuck at the one, you know, which would have been the first time all year. So, um, so that's that's why I kind of everything's all tied together, you know, and, and so we have a lot of confidence after the last two days of work, you know, and now we'll try to get their bodies feeling great on Thursday and Friday and, and be ready for Saturday afternoon. Appreciate you taking the time out, Coach. I know you're a busy guy, so I've just got two more quick questions yeah. for you. Uh, we were just talking about Sky Moore. He's really emerged on offense. Um, is there a guy for you and your staff that has really emerged on defense who's really proving himself this year, who maybe was a little bit quieter last year? Yeah, I would probably say Zaire Barnes. I mean, it's something that everyone's seeing now. He's been playing for a couple of years. He blew his knee out last year, so yeah. no one yeah. saw him. But even before that, he was he was a good player. I don't know if he was a wow. Like, I mean, we always knew he could be at some point. It's all going to click, and he's going to go from a really solid football player to a, oh, my Lord, every time there's a fumble, he's on it. He's causing tackles for losses. He's all over the place. Uh, that What he did in the pit game was unbelievable, what he did. Um, you know, kind of going with Corvin moment. Everyone knows Corvin. You know, and Corvin plays at a really high level, and I think Zaire is really is kind of stands out right now that people are watching him. He plays big, long, can run. He was a high school running back that we recruited, and uh, watching him – Take advantage, and he appreciates it because he just went 12 months of not playing football and hadn't to watch us. So he's he's not taking anything for granted. Bumps, bruises, doesn't matter. He's playing, you know. So it's it's been fun to watch him. There's others too, but he's he's probably the one defensively that has really stood out to me in the first couple of weeks. He seems to really be around the ball a lot. He's a, a lot. ball hawk. So yeah. My last question, um, you know, with last year and this year, there's been a lot of different what I would call distractions, for lack of a yeah. better term. We've had some stuff going on in the last couple of weeks. I've been really impressed by your group's focus. They just yeah. seem to be laser focused, whether it be COVID or injuries or mm -hmm. a loss against Michigan or, you know, you had the high emotional win, you're out with COVID, then you've got a typical letdown game against San Jose State. They looked awesome. Mm -hmm. Is there a message you and the staff are instilling upon these guys to just, you know, go Keep to work down, every day? Man. Yeah, I mean, there's really, there's three different messages. You know, the, the main one is uh, we always talk about keeping the main thing the main thing. The main thing for us is, is, is winning the fourth championship in school history. You know, we're team 116, so we put together 116 teams here at Western Michigan, and three have won championships. 
Uh, we average one every 24 years. We're trying to do do it five years after we won the last one. So we're going to have to do something that no one's done, you know. Um, and so we talk about four all the time, you know, trying to just keep understanding the big picture uh, and keeping your eyes on it and keeping the main thing the main thing is, you know, all the, the little things like the COVID and the COVID testing and six days a week getting something shoved up your nose and, and the heat of of the pit game and the, with the emotional win to having to come back and play the Mountain West champions. And, uh, you know, we just keep our eyes at that level, you know, because I think you, you, you kind of step over a lot of the potential stumbling blocks because we're so focused in on one thing, you know. And uh, and believe it or not, the, the third thing that I that I've preached that I just I read, I stole off uh, Football Scoop, you know, it was, uh, it was a Kirby Smart, you know, talking about Georgia. And they're talking about uh, setting your sights on something, you know, every week. And I talked to him about, you know, when the military is setting their sights on a plane's going from point A to point B, and if they're one degree off, then when they land, they're 60 miles off target, you know. And so we've talked a lot about during the week, you, you, we, gotta, we, we can't be one degree off today on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, or we're going to be 60 miles off on Saturday of what we want to be. So um, that's kind of what we've just focused on. A lot of times you, you do focus on the little things within your program, and we talk about the little things, but the main focus, the main thing is the main thing. And, and I think that's helped us through some of the adversity that's gone on because uh, we're, on, we're on a mission and we are, we're working on it. There, there's going to be ups and downs. I don't know when they're going to be, you know, um, but we're, we're definitely keeping our eyes on, on four. Thanks, Coach. One last quick one. It's the first home Mac game in front of fans here in yeah. a long time. Yeah, it's been a long um, Yeah, shoot. So uh, what are you kind of looking forward to? What do you need to see from Bronco fans Saturday, and how can they kind of make it really difficult for Ball State? Oh, here? the energy in our stadium is, is fantastic. I mean, Waldo is a, is, a, is a place that gives us an advantage. You know what I mean? When the fans come out and they're going nuts, uh, our guys play better and, 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 and other teams struggle play you know so hopefully hopefully they'll come out and support us I know the guys have been working hard and getting getting to the point where people are people are recognizing some of the things they're doing you know and uh, they don't they don't uh, matter right now you know but hopefully we can continue to play a, a good brand of football that we've been playing and and something that's be fun to watch for the for the city you know and uh, and to play a Mac game I mean shoot it, it it's been a Mac West game you know we're finally in the West again you know, it's been a long time, and Mac West games are battles. You know, eight of our last ten Mac West games have come down to last possession. You know, only two in the last two years. That's ten games. Eight of ten have come down to the last possession or the last couple minutes of the game. So, so we know what's coming. And Mac East games are probably the same. I, I didn't do that study. You know, um, if you prove like Buffalo was came down to the last possession again, um, but but yeah, this is going to be a game where everyone knows each other and they're going to have a good plan. We're going to have a good plan. We're going to have to change our plan. They're going to change their plan. And, uh, and all the while our kids are going to play physical, physical football. So it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. Hopefully it'll be great to watch for the fans and, and every person that comes in that we get a little bit of energy from will, will help our team. And it's great to have them at home, you know, so it'll be, it'll be hopefully a challenge for them to deal with our fans and hopefully our team can put a, put together a challenge for them on the field. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.